When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Voice Hugs, a podcast on becoming your best self and embracing all seasons of life with open arms. This is your host, Vivian and Rowena. Hello, 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 hello. <laughs> hello and welcome to episode 20. If you guys listen to episode 19, you'll know the importance of 20. Yes. So listen to 19. We'll just leave it yeah. at that. <laughs> So for today's episode, we wanted to try yet again something new. We had a question from one of our listeners a while back, actually, asking what types of content do Rowena and I consume that are not self-help productivity related. And so since we never talk about these things, we thought it would be fun to dedicate a whole episode to the different types of contents that we do consume, whether it's music, TV shows, movies, podcasts, books, and maybe talk a little bit more about why we like these things, why we choose to consume or not consume other things. And yeah, it's kind of a get to know us at the same time, a fun episode on recommendations, etc. Oh my god, I've consumed so much content while I was in Asia, <laughs> whether it's movies or shows, not as many books. But Viv started reading Pachinko. She's like 70% through, so we can definitely talk about that. Yes. Let's start with, let's start with music, because I think you have a lot to say. Mm. I don't have a lot to say, mm-hmm. but I think it'll be fun. Let's mm-hmm. start with music. Yeah, so I actually don't really know what music you listen to besides classical, but I don't even know if you like actually listen to <laughs> classical music or if that's just something that you say. The sound of silence. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, okay, we'll start with music. I love music. Like, I grew up singing in choir for, I think, nine or ten years. So music was just a huge part of my childhood. My dad claims he was a DJ back in the day. And when I say (laughs) DJ, it's like he would have record players where... It's just like oh my god, one, my dad too. Yeah, and it's like one song on the record player, not like a yeah. whole album. Yeah. And yeah, so music has just always been a really big part of my life. Nowadays, I specifically like listening to R&B and actually I've always liked R&B, but yeah, R&B and I love like big vocalists. So, I love like Whitney Houston, Sam Smith, Adele, like I just love the ballads and that kind of music. I don't know, it makes me feel some type of way when I listen to 
singers who can like really sing with like just their voices like no instrumental they can just sing a cappella and it's perfect and amazing so yeah Adele 30 the new album that came out I think it was last year is my favorite album and my favorite song on the album is called to be loved and it is Mm. so good but I feel like you've never listened to it before (laughs) no but I, I will listen to it it's it's so good and it's like for me, I love music that's like very yearning, like this feeling of like, I love you so much and I like yearn for you. And mm. that song, I feel like really encapsulates that. It's like, yeah. Mm. And then you recently went to Coachella. Yeah. So I love listening to live music. I think it completely hits differently. There are so many times where I've gone to like a concert or a set at a music festival where I did not care about the artist at all and then you hear them and watch them sing live and it's a completely different experience. I feel like just hearing someone sing live is so special for me especially when they're good like I don't know you know when someone's like not that great (laughs) and they're just you know but I think because I was in choir I just really appreciate when the singers are like just so good in person like it it sounds just like the recording and it sounds so soulful Mm -hmm, yeah especially like the ballads and stuff Mm -hmm. not that any of that was at Coachella but (laughs) (laughs) but yeah Yeah. like one of my favorite artists who was at Coachella is Giveon I think that's how you pronounce his name Mm -hmm. his is like more R&B but still slow and ballad like Mm. how about yourself Rowena what kind of music do you listen to now versus before Mm -hmm. I used to listen to a lot of EDM like before EDM was EDM it was just trance (laughs) so that was like in high school EDM started becoming mainstream and I was like meh and then I think for a bit I don't even know what some of these artists are but like sometimes on Spotify you'll find like very chill light beats kind of like tropic housey vocals Mm. that sound really nice but on a day-to-day basis I don't really listen to anything I feel like I'm a person that gets like I don't know what the right word is but I think from like a spiritual perspective I believe that we're all vessels or we can imagine ourselves as containers and whatever we fill ourselves with will become and this is just a very personal thing right like it's just what I think for myself I don't think about this when I think about other people so I think for me because I know I'm very impressionable oh that's the word I'm very impressionable (laughs) when I listen to or watch things it actually makes me feel very deeply so for example after watching Avengers Endgame I felt empty and hollow Mm. and it like stayed with me until after the movie like I was walking home and I would just felt like so off Mm -hmm. and that's just like an example of how like I can be easily affected by the things that I consume so I think because I realized that I was like okay well the state that I want to be in these days is like a calm slow grounded peaceful zen state music to me I think messes with that wavelength for me Mm. personally this is just from a again this is I'm just literally sharing I hope I'm not offending anyone (laughs) in spirituality like in Buddhism one of the main things to let go of is like emotion and sentimentality Mm. and I feel like it's like as you just said right like some of these songs are just like so soulful so moving so emotional 
that like they just all happen to be around love <laughs> yeah no that's so i think <laughs> yeah and i mean that's why people relate to it right this is why music can be therapy and this is why music can be healing in that way because you feel seen you feel understood by some of these artists just by what they're singing and what they're saying but i think again for me it's like i'm trying to be more spiritual i'm like maybe maybe i should just not Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i think like it just it started maybe five years ago and now it's just kind of like i enjoy the sound of silence if that makes sense like there's actually a sound for silence it's like a very low static to me yeah in these moments where i'm really able to think about things and reflect and daydream i guess i mean we talk about this all the time it's important to be mindful of what you consume i don't think listening to music here and there will make you a bad person or like will affect you in ways that whatever but i feel like if we're constantly just consuming 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 with zero room to breathe or to with zero room to kind of like be still with our own thoughts like that may be something worth considering to spend a little bit more time but teach his own you know like we all need and use different things to feel a certain type of way yeah no i i can understand that especially for me i guess that comes out more when I watch like movies and shows or mm. am on social media. I think for me, music, it's almost like poetry because yeah. you only have so much time to share and like create this story and then to sing it also with sound. I don't know. It's like so cool to it's me. It's an art. Yeah, it, re- <laughs> it really is. I'm like, wow. Yeah. And there's so much that goes behind creating a song. Mm-hmm. When you were talking about Endgame and how after you watched it, you felt empty and hollow, that made me think about when I watched Squid Game. Like, Squid Game was such a good show, but oh my god, it was like an emotional toll on me. Like, I think I was depressed for a good two weeks after that and there were just parts of the show that I would keep seeing over and over again on my head and like feeling the emotions of these characters and it was really hard for me and then on top of that like at the time Squid Game was all over social media and so it's like not only did you just watch this really intense show like you're constantly reminded of the show yeah so Mm -hmm. I can definitely understand how like consuming content can filter your world shortly after absolutely and I think we talked about this offline a lot of how when Squid Game became all the rage I was like eh like, everyone's watching it. I don't want to watch it. Mm-hmm. And when I finally watched it, I think it was after you telling me that it wasn't as... I don't know. I just thought it was purely gory and meaningless. But after we talked about it and after what Viv shared with me about it, I was like, oh, you know, maybe it's worth watching. And I'm actually glad I watched it. I did watch most of it with my eyes closed, right? Same. And like, kind of <laughs> blocking, you know, just showing a little bit and, like, also using Plugging my your thumb ears. for my ear. Yeah, so, like, <laughs> just to, like, see... <laughs> And especially, like, the bloody parts, I just, like, I wouldn't even watch. I will just completely close my eyes. But I feel like I'm glad I watched it because I think it's so subtle. I don't know. Maybe this will be spoiler. So if you haven't watched it yet, <laughs> if you're, like, the minority who hasn't watched it yet, maybe, like, skip to a bit later because it might be spoilers. But I low-key loved how subtle the messaging was in that... I mean, this is my takeaway, right? And, like, everyone's takeaway can be different. But you know how it's, like, in the very beginning when Gong Yu, the, like, hot guy who slaps the guy, Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Everyone was like, oh, my God, going even like, I want you to slap. Even Christy Teigen was like, yes, you can slap <laughs> me if you want. At first, the main character, 456, you know, when he was approached, um, he was like, oh, you know, no, I'm not interested in, like, Christianity. Like, because he thought this guy approaching him was, like, trying to, you know, impart some faith or wisdom onto him. It's very subtle. So that's, like, the first scene. And the scene after he wins and gets you know, thrown out of the car back onto the street. The person who holds him up is a guy holding, like, a Christian, Um, like, cross or something, right? So mm -hmm. it's super subtle. And then, like, the very ending conversation with the old man of how he's just sharing that. I forgot at this point, but basically the takeaway that I got was when you have so much money and when you've literally gotten everything you want and you have no moral compass or value or principles guiding you it can lead you to do very very deplorable unthinkable unbelievable things Mm -hmm. like what we witness with squid game but i think that's why to me it's like so subtle but it's like without god or like without faith Mm -hmm. man is just like an animal kind of Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. so anyway that i was like wow this is actually quite powerful I didn't expect it to be like this. <laughs> it was really good. <laughs> so this was like, Squid Game was from a while ago. What have been some more recent shows that you've been watching? And like, what type of shows do you usually watch? I'm the kind of person who, when I start a show, I want to finish it. Like I, Me too. <laughs> I want to go from start to end. And so whenever I'm about to start a show, I need to make sure that I have the time to commit to pretty much binging the show yeah because of that i actually haven't watched any shows this year i think the last show i watched was ted lasso on apple tv Mm -hmm. i love that show it's like just very uplifting and fun Mm -hmm. and silly he kind Mm -hmm. of is annoying sometimes but like at the end of the day it's just like really feel good and i feel like shows aren't really like that anymore i don't know yeah love ted lasso i know this is gonna seem really like unexpected but because I feel like I'm often in my head and I'm like always stressed or like working on something etc etc when I do watch shows I like to like watch trash tv like (laughs) like reality tv because tell us about it it's a way for me to turn off my brain and this is just the complete opposite of probably how you approach choosing your shows but I'm like I just don't want to think right now I just want to like veg on the couch I'm gonna watch like keeping up with the Kardashians and I'll like Mm. watch like four episodes and then be like okay I'm done with this like I'll turn it off and then not watch it for a long time but yeah. like I'll have parts of my year where I binge watch like just trash tv because <laughs> I'm like I can't think I don't want to feel I just want to like yeah. watch nothing and yeah that's usually what happens I mean to be fair James watches a lot of Selling Sunset Love is Blind I think he used to watch The Bachelor <gasps> I did watch Love is Blind this year. I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. Is it Mm -hmm. season two? Yeah, I watched both season one and two. But yes, I did watch season two. So I was in Miami with Leah when she started watching Love is Blind season two because her boyfriend loves Love is Blind. Uh (laughs) James also loves it. So like the two guys talk about it all the time. So when Leah starts watching it, she was just starting episode one. So like, hey, might as well like I'll watch it with you too. And it's surprisingly 
not as trashy as I would assume a show like this would be. It was more of like an anthropological study, <laughs> like a psychological study of human behavior. It was fascinating. Like it was low key fascinating. I mean, it's the difference is up to you, right? Like, if you want to watch a show to just watch and enjoy and veg, that's fine. And I think for me to like kind of justify why I'm watching it is like I am learning something about humans and the way that you know our brains work and the way we are. And I think being able to talk about that while I was watching with Leah and then James eventually joined us, it's also interesting because you're kind of like getting different perspectives and it can spark different conversations. About like relationships and our history and things like that. So yeah, I I will say this was the first year I started watching shows like that. Mm-hmm. Love is Blind, and then they came out with a new one called um, Ultimatum. Mm. It was nuts. <laughs> I think it was episode three or four. One of the girls just goes off, and like I was crying with her just because how like vulnerable and open and like brave she's being and then i also watched love island which is like a korean version of like a dating thing oh sorry singles inferno not love island i was like love i did island? not watch love <laughs> no i wouldn't I, I don't think i would touch love island singles inferno mm-hmm. and i think that's enough for me <laughs> <laughs> i watched that one too yeah. i forgot i yeah. thought i didn't watch shows and i was like wait I did watch some shows. Yeah. Also, seeing the difference between... Have you watched Terror's House? Uh, I couldn't get into it because it was too boring for me. But I know a lot of people like it. Yeah, I don't think I ever would. But I think it's just interesting seeing how across different cultures, from like Japanese, Korean to Western, how it's portrayed and how these shows are set just even yeah. like love island just like hot people like you can't yeah. touch each other you know like no, okay that's... and then in korea and japan they just be like whatever okay like i don't want to touch them either <laughs> yeah no i i think like singles inferno compared to too hot to handle both netflix shows and both set in like mm. different parts of the world when i was watching singles inferno i was like they're not even holding hands yeah. it's like a shy eye contact yeah it's just so different yeah So I think there's, um, you know, there's things, as we mentioned in previous episodes, there's things we can learn from everything we consume, if only we want to. (laughs) If we want to talk about what Rowena actually watches all the time. K-dramas. It would be (laughs) K-dramas. And I actually haven't watched, I watched one drama when I was in quarantine, which was Business Proposal. It was okay. It's like a solid B-tier And then it's like S tier, A tier, B tier. So it's like technically a C. Mm -hmm. It's just okay. Like it's very sweet. It's very cute. It's wholesome. It is not annoying and cliche, which I appreciate, but it wasn't groundbreaking. It wasn't super amazing. The synopsis is the CEO of BBGo of all companies. Mm. Yeah. I, I was like, wow, it's amazing that they used an actual real company. He's really young. And then his grandfather, who's the chairman of the company, is like, you need to get married. But he's like, I just want to work. But grandpa's like, you need to get married. So he has a proposal, like a business proposal mm. to this woman that he meets, like pretend like just let's just get married just so that his grandpa will get off his back. But then, you know, adventure ensues and the rest is the drama so (laughs) it was just okay it's very sweet it's nice to watch but you don't really feel much after you finish it Mm -hmm. and I think with the current dramas that are out there's not any that I'm like super excited about there's one that I did start watching and I think I'll just watch an episode like a few episodes a week it's called Yumi Cells or Yumi Cells Yumi's Cells 
something like that. It is very similar to the concept of inside out. It's like a very average office worker who's 32 and who hasn't been in love in three years because she was heartbroken and she just like swore off love. But then the cool part is you get to see the interactions via animation of the cells inside her head. So there's reason, there's emotion, there's anxiety, there is a love cell, there is just like all these different cells and there's like a hunger cell, which is hilarious because it's like a giant baby <laughs> that like will just stomp Feed in me. from out of nowhere and all the other cells are like, oh, hunger, like, no, not now. And they're just like, I'm hungry. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. <laughs> so like, it's very cute. And the reason why I'm watching it is because season two is coming out soon. That's kind of sweet. Wait, is that one a Korean drama? Yeah, it's a Korean drama. Okay, that one sounds interesting to me. If you want to watch it, you can. If you guys know me, Notion is a platform that I absolutely cannot live without. It has helped me organize my thoughts and has essentially become my second brain, a place to house all my many projects, notes, and the abundance of ideas swirling in my head. Since working with Bro on this podcast, I've grown to love using Notion as well. As bi-coastal BFFs and co-hosts, it's not always easy to sync up regularly, and this is where Notion works its magic. Prior to Notion, we were using different folders, docs, and spreadsheets in Google Drive, and it was difficult to locate files and keep up with updates. With Notion, everything is in one place and it's so easily accessible. Yes, I've tried my fair share of productivity apps and not all work collaboration tools are created equal. Some help you organize your company's information while others allow you to manage projects with the team. Notion does both. It's one tool for your whole team to do it all. Hence why I've migrated through my teams, including voice hugs, onto Notion at this point. I love how customizable it is and how powerful, honestly powerful, the database's features are. Switching to Notion has definitely elevated our podcasting experience, making it so easy to locate our files and has given us time back to focus more on the creative parts of voice hugs. Take your first step toward a more organized life using Notion. You can learn more and get started for free today at Notion.so. Thank you, Notion, for sponsoring this episode. Oh, so another thing that we've talked about briefly is Pachinko. Mm-hmm. So I'm seven out of eight episodes in. I think both James and I were like, we need some time because it's just, it's like so emotional in a good way, but it's like, we don't want to get wrecked. So it, it's like, you need to mentally prepare yourself to get wrecked because it's going to be so emotionally touching. Uh-huh. And so I know you watched one episode, right? Yeah. So I'm reading the book. I'm 70% in. And then I watched the first episode, which was my mistake because the episode shows two different generations playing at the same time versus the book goes in chronological order yes so as i was watching i was like who is this i don't know this person and it was like within the first 10 minutes of the episode i was like no i just met a character i haven't met in the book (laughs) i think they got very creative with their editing Mm. for the show Mm -hmm. what do you think about the book so far um so for those of you who don't know pachinko it about a Korean family and it takes place back in like 1930s so this was like during the what is it the Japan Korean war war Mm -hmm. times (laughs) 
Yes. <laughs> Unstable times. <laughs> Japan colonization. I'm so bad yes, at giving plot synopsis, synopsis, whatever. Anyways, you follow four different generations within the、mm-hmm. same family. And for me so far, I think like the coolest thing is. You see how parts of each generation gets passed to the next, and how each decision that you make as a family member impacts everyone around you, and how like everyone is connected to each other. So, like for us being second generation Asian Americans, right? Are we second generation or first? I always get it confused. I'm first generation. Because my parents immigrated here, I thought that makes them first generation because they're the first. I think、here. first generations if you're born here. Okay. Okay.、Mm. So, anyways, our parents immigrated to the U.S. and I think like seeing like the fourth generation in the book or in the show, it's just so cool to compare like how generation four is tied to generation one and what kind of、yeah. life and struggle that they went. Through, for me, I always hear stories from my family. Like I hear stories from my parents and my grandparents, and like what their parents might have endured. But to actually visually see it in a show, I think that hits a little bit differently. And that has been—I mean, I'm one episode in, and I already feel this way. So, yeah, I'm really excited to finish the book and then watch、Aww. the show.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's just. Four generations' tale of suffering and resilience and endurance is just—it can't help but make you think about your family and your parents and what they probably went through that you'll never fully know. Because、mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's like just like how in the book, all of what Sunja goes through, her kids don't know fully. We know because we're reading it, but her kids and her grandkids. They'll never fully be able to know to the extent of what was sacrificed and what happened to her, and everything that she was experiencing when she was young and had to make the decisions that she made. For someone who already really appreciated her parents and her like grandparents and just family in general, it made me see them through a different light and realize once again how human they are. Even though they were these like superwoman, superman figures in our life while we're growing up, at the end of the day, they're just trying to make the best decision that they can make where they are. And I don't know. It's just, it's very touching. It's very sad sometimes, but also hopeful. And I think that's why this book is such a good book, like such an easy read. Yeah, and I think throughout the book too, it, there's a huge emphasis on family and like. Loyalty to your family and commitment to your family, and that shaped how a lot of them made the decisions that they made leading up to modern times where the, the youngest、mm-hmm. generation. Yeah, there was yeah. a scene that really stuck out to me. It was a scene where the grandson is cooking and he like burns something, and he's about to take. What he burned and like throw it away in the trash, and his grandma、yeah. like slapped his hand and was like, "What are you doing? Like we don't waste food." And I feel、yeah. like that just resonated so much because for me, I'm like, "Oh, if it doesn't taste that good, like I don't really want to finish it. Whatever, we can just toss that last piece." Versus, I feel like my grandma's generation, it's like every grain of rice you should finish that in your bowl. And where、because、did that come from? Because you don't even、from? get to eat rice. Yeah, every day. Yeah. yeah. Like it was a privilege to have. 
food like that and so yeah. it, it was just such a cool scene to watch and, and literally it was like a split second I think the scene yeah. was less than a minute it was like slap on the hand yeah so I don't yeah. know it was really powerful yeah it's like these micro moments in movies too and I think as as we're getting older and as we look more into filmmaking and stuff it's like every shot every angle is very intentional, intentional. and I just feel mm-hmm. like the book, the show, it's 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 amazing. I started reading the book because I couldn't wait for a new episode to come out. I'm very similar to you where if I start a show, I'm going to finish it. But I think I'm more curious about how the story unfolds. So for some K-dramas, I'd actually just read, the, like, skim through the summaries and then, like, just watch the scenes I want to watch. <laughs> really? So, like, it's so intense and random. But, like, because this curiosity of mine was, like, what's going to happen with the story? What's going to happen with the show? I was like, oh, let me just read the book. So that's mm. actually why I started reading it. And I finished it within, like, a week. <laughs> if you're if you're in a mood and you want to understand your parents more, especially if you're from an immigrant family slash grew up, like, Asian, American, or just Asian in general. I think, like, honestly, anyone can benefit from reading this book but I feel like especially as immigrant kids you can you just you learn to see your parents and your grandparents through a different lens and as you were mentioning Viv about how you know you will hear bits and pieces of stories of you know your parents and even your grandparents growing up I think it's like being able to see like grandma great grandma in some of these characters it's like wow like you I don't know I think that's the beauty of fiction books where nonfiction can't give you nonfiction is like I tell you how to do it fiction is like I'm showing you and it's through these characters experience that you learn whatever it is that you learn and you align to and yeah I think I actually haven't been reading that much this year but I still probably gravitate more towards nonfiction but I think I'm in a phase in my life where I want to read more fiction books because I think it's like you get transported into a different world. Mm-hmm. It's a feeling you can't really describe. Would recommend. Mm-hmm. And would also recommend Pachinko. Yes. All right. I have a question for you. Okay. Did you watch the new Doctor Strange? No. Oh, my God. I don't even know where to start. So I was in Taiwan. James and I really wanted to watch it. We just came out of quarantine. So for opening night, we're like, let's go. And my mom was grabbing dinner with us. So we're like, do you want to come with us? It's about multi dimensions and all these things different dimensions time travel dimensional travel my mom's very spiritual she's like yeah of course like i'd love to watch this and when we went to the theater it just so happened that there's only two like seats of two left so i sat with james and she sat a little bit behind us across the aisle i loved the first doctor strange i thought it was amazing i thought it was one of it's probably one of my favorite marvel movies this one they chose a director who's known to direct horror films. It turned out to be like a lot more jump scary and gory and just, just, you know, like things that I don't like and things that I can live without. My expectations were very, very grossly violated. Like Aww. I just, I, ex- I went in expecting like a PG-13 family-friendly <laughs> movie. It was not like that at all yeah I'm a a part of me wish I didn't see it even James was like oh my god I feel so bad I 
didn't know this is gonna be like he also didn't like it because he doesn't like scary movies he doesn't like jump scare he doesn't also like gory stuff and he was like yeah i feel so bad for your mom like what is she thinking my mom's just like yeah i didn't understand what half the things are going on um and i closed my eyes during some parts but like it's okay she was like yeah i I initially was thinking does james like these things and james is like no i don't like these things she's like okay (laughs) but that was the last movie i watched in theaters yeah i don't watch that many movies is what i'm realizing i don't watch that many shows i don't watch that many movies (laughs) so what do i do with my time i don't know (laughs) what do you do with your time viv i don't know i play with charlie (laughs) we go to the park i I play with my dog i listen to music yeah and i reflect yeah really (laughs) i do and i probably like it, it would probably be more beneficial for me to watch more movies and shows just to be more aware of what is happening no i think you're fine (laughs) but like is there a reason why you don't like you know how i don't because i'm impressionable honestly it's like a commitment to me like a movie it Mm. means i have to sit for two hours and like commit to getting to know these characters i'm not the kind of person who can play something and just leave it on i'm not either yeah and like especially korean dramas i used to love watching them in high school but nowadays i'm like oh my gosh i have to sit there and read the subtitles because i don't understand for 16 hours (laughs) yeah it's always 16 episodes right yeah so it's just too much of a commitment and i find myself like instead of doing those things i will literally play with charlie like yeah i do listen to more podcasts nowadays now that we've started our own and then i listen to music and i like watching youtube and when i say i like watching youtube i literally just watch my three people that i follow you <laughs> which you have not been coming out with anything Aww. this year it'll, it'll, it's coming it's coming <laughs> yeah i watched rowita i watched jen m i love her i've been like following her for years and then i also watch michelle Choi. so they're like three mm. youtubers that i've been following their lives so Aww. i'm just fo- continuing following their lives hey you're following my life irl i know <laughs> i get all the inside scoop what podcasts have you been listening to i like the mad happy podcast which was started by the mad happy brand so if you're not familiar mad happy is a clothing brand that revolves around like bringing awareness to mental health and so they have their blog or their like newsletter called the local optimist and they just share they share resources via instagram or emails their newsletters to just help bring awareness but i think the cool thing about the mad happy podcast is they were able to bring a lot of huge celebrities influencers actors singers rappers etc and in every episode they have the same format which is just diving into the childhood of that person and when was the first time they experienced mental health or was aware of something mental health related and how they've overcome that or what struggles they're currently going through i think what's cool about that is because traditionally when we think about celebrities they're so like mysterious to us like we don't really ethereal yeah like they seem perfect like they live these 
Instagram perfect lives, but when you hear them share their stories, I personally love just hearing the whole background. Like I love hearing the whole story of were they the middle child? Were they the youngest? Were their parents divorced? What school did they go to? Was it predominantly XYZ, right? And how that has shaped them to who they are today. So that's what I I personally like about that podcast and everyone struggles with mental health like every single person no matter your upbringing which makes it very relatable as well Mm -hmm. the other podcast i kind of listen to is called reset with liz tran and hers is nice because they're like 30 minute segments of topics kind of like ours it is a solo podcaster so it feels a lot more reflective like she's sat down and really thought about these topics and I don't know I there's always a takeaway that I get from it and she has a really cool Instagram right Mm -hmm. it's reset NYC her Instagram is bomb (laughs) yeah like everything is so repostable like it's so good goals goals (laughs) do you listen to any podcasts the ones that i would go back to or the one that i have gone back to would be the tim ferris show it's something that james listens to all the time and so he'll send me some really good ones or ones that he's like oh i think you'd really enjoy The most recent one that I was floored by, like absolutely floored by, was him interviewing Hugh Jackman, of all people. But as you said, it's like, well, first of all, he's like such a humble, nice Aussie dude. You know how when you can just hear and when you can just tell someone's just like good vibes and like a good human? Like he just has that straight off the bat, like super grounded, super down to earth. It's also hearing about his struggles and how he's so transparent about his struggles and the ways he's learned from them the way he tries to you know improve himself the fact that he actually listens to tim's podcast and like has learned so much from it and so he's like super grateful and he's like do i even deserve to be on here i'm like dude you're hugh jackman like what are you what like yes you do deserve to be on here But it's just, like, it's very humanizing and relatable. And you know that saying, and it's something that we talked about a lot, of how the older you get, the more you realize everyone's just kind of winging it. Like, even for the people who you see as, like, super, super, super successful, they also have struggles. They also have insecurities. They also went through this long period of doubt and distress and questioning their existence and who they are and if what they're doing is right and what is their craft even and like should they keep going Mm -hmm. and so that specific conversation if you guys haven't listened to any of Tim Ferriss's podcast I think that will be a great entry because it's more broad I think sometimes it gets very specific about tech or you know other things but I think Tim's whole thesis is that he's teasing out people's habits routines and lifestyles and sharing that with like the audience another great person on his podcast would be naval ravikant i think there's been at least two or three at this point but i think naval is one of like the smartest people ever and he's also very spiritual and grounded it's just like very good vibes great recommendations all righty what is the takeaway of this episode viv It's okay to not have a takeaway. I think that's what we're learning. Honestly, it 
it just like it was so hard for me throughout this episode because I'm like, what's the takeaway? Like, what do we have to share with, you know, our our listeners and our audience? And by the end of it, I'm like, you know what? We're not always in our feelings. Yeah, we like to talk about random things, and sometimes the conversation doesn't always have to be so impactful and deep and meaningful. Yeah. And practicing that, like. For us, is also just an opportunity to grow and be more aware. And it's also like in conversation, we're sharing about things we're interested in. Because、mm-hmm. I feel like I was catching up with you half the time. <laughs> like the questions I was asking, like I would, like I genuinely wanted to know. I felt like I learned something new about you today. Yeah, I didn't know that you watched Love Is Blind or Singles in Fern. <laughs> I was like, what? We could have talked about that. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, this is great. We hope that you enjoyed this very different formatted episode. If you guys have any suggestions, questions, if you want to say hello, share your stories with us, you can always send us a DM at Voice Hugs Podcast or shoot us an email, hello at Voice Hugs Podcast dot com. And if you've listened this far and you enjoy our podcast and you haven't left a little review for us on whichever platform you're listening on—Apple, Spotify, anything—please feel free. <laughs> Two girls that are very bad at asking for what they want. Voice <laughs> hugs. Voice hugs. Voice hugs. <laughs>